Hello and welcome to my midnight podcast. I'm your host, Buried Out Doyen. I'd ask you how your day was, but I'm literally the only person in this room. Anyways, digging right in, the Lawrence Textile Strike of 1912 is a landmark event that happened in Massachusetts and occurred when company owners who had reduced the pay of many textile workers previous to the protest had decided to fire their workers by the masses rather than increase their wages, ending in many brutal protests with factories being broken into and then having their equipment damaged to a lot of violent outbursts between the protesters and police officers. I mean, this was not a rare event that happened during, like, protests. A lot of protests ended with, like, a lot of strikes happening and a lot of violence, you know? Because, like, literally, how else would you get on your attention? Take, for example, the Haymarket Square riot, where protesters, who had only planned on rioting, were shot and arrested due to their protests. Or maybe you could compare it to the West Virginia Cold Wars where many miners thought by um, refusing to go to work, they would in turn garner enough attention to get the wages they've asked for and instead were all fired. Um, That didn't really go as planned. I don't think the plan was to be fired. I mean, why would the plan be to be fired? That's pretty weird. Either way, people were not happy and they weren't going to hesitate to make that known. In the end, according to a strike that shook America, an article written by Christopher Klein in 2012, the workers won. Especially with an outcry of working children, which led to an agreement of a 15% wage hike, a bump in overtime compensation, and a promise to not retaliate against strikers in the future. As the years go on, the protest is now known for a famous line shouted from at first only one protest to many of the strikers, we want bread and roses too. While this line is used as a stepping stone for many future protesters, protesters at different factories across the country, it's also very infamous and you'd probably hate it too if you're a wealthy factory owner during the age of industrialization. I mean, how dare the poor people want food and livable wages? Despite this, there are many unspoken aspects of the Lawrence textile strike, and this includes the influence of social Darwinism behind the scenes. Referencing Robert Florence, the real blood and roses strike story missing from the textbook written in 2013, many of the protesters were A, women, B, poor, and C, of an ethnic background, aka not white middle-class Americans, which is important to the amount of restraint shown when the company was asked to give in to their demands. Quoting, to suggest that the 1912 strike started in flash over a wage cut diminishes the purposeful behavior of hundreds of immigrant laborers who built unity out of diversity. Especially because you had a lot of workers who didn't speak English during these times. It was easy for their owners and overseers to ignore what they were asking for and like ignore their demands. Especially because they didn't have like a place in society to really like voice it at first. Yeah, that kind of sucked. But it's not very surprising. It happens time and time again during these ages and maybe even happens now. But I think we can all definitely agree that these protesters, laborers, and workers definitely paved a way in society for future for future wage increases and unionization. Well, um, that's all for this midnight podcast. Good night and goodbye.